Hey everyone, welcome to the One Up Cast, the only 30 minute podcast that lasts an hour. This is a show where we look back at old video games and compare what we thought then to the way things are now. My name is Kieran, aka Harry Atomic, and I'll be joined each week by the one, the only, the face of Firmus Gas, Martinez' main man, Mr. Daniel Ferry. Back at it again. Back at it again. For the new fort, fortnightly weekly cast. It's the only half hour <laughs> podcast that lasts an hour and the only weekly podcast that takes a week off. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody noticed. And nobody said a fucking <laughs> the thing. The only person who contacted me about it was you a week later. <laughs> a week later. They say sorry about being lit. <laughs> um, and I think um, we kind of pre discussed this, but uh, so much was going on in our personal lives. We just kind of went, oh, well. We couldn't even find an hour to ourselves to kind of sit down and talk about stuff that isn't really relevant, but we love anyway. Yeah, but, it's, uh, but you see, here's the thing: <laughs> is that just just to personify the or like how this week went, or just to explain or or like give a perfect metaphor, is that and I feel like I need to talk about this straight away. But Mega Man Eleven came out this week, and I picked up Mega okay. Man Eleven, and I've been so busy that I still haven't played it. Metal. And I've been waiting Mental, eight like years. I've, I've Mega Man tattooed on me. I have been crying for Mega Man games, and I finally get one on launch day. I go and buy it. I had to go to three different shops to find a shop that My had God. it in stock, and I got. I finally got a copy, and I brought. And I took the wrapping off straight away just to smell the disc, and I looked at the bottom of the disc and imagined that there was new Mega Man stuff on there that I hadn't played. And then I got home and I was like, "Oh, I've got like a million things to do," and I still haven't played it. I'm, I'm- how do you feel about the art style? Obviously, you've seen footage of the art style. You see... Like, if anybody doesn't know, Mega Man's kind of pixelated, blocky chip tunes, but this is kind of very cell-shaded, kind of. Yeah, they brought out Mega Man 9 and 10. Like, 10 came out 8 years ago, 9 came out 9 years ago, I think. But they were both on, like, Xbox and PS3, or Xbox 360 and PS3. And they were pretty much just NES games just brand new NES games because that was the style but the thing is this new one was like oh it's 3D style 2.5D blah blah but you know I don't mind it I think it's okay but the thing is though is that I had already kind of mentally prepared myself for this type of style well before Mega Man 11 was announced because like I I was hyped for Mighty Number 9 so I already had my head wrapped around the fact that this is what these games are going to look like from now on and Mighty Number 9 love it or hate it I actually didn't mind it Um, I I thought it was okay it was an okay game it was a shit Uh Mega Man game but it was an alright game but it just it was one of these things where it was like once they announced Mega Man 9 or Mega Man 11 I was like yeah okay right I'm I'm already on board with this style anyway, so it's fine. I like the wee changes they've made to it, or at least from what I've seen in the one trailer that I watched, because after that I went, I'm not watching any more trailers, I'm done. So I don't even yeah, know who yeah. the bosses are. Like, I know nothing about it. Yeah. I, and I, I I just, I I'm, I know your question was about the art style, so I'll answer that. Yes, I love the new Wii art style. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> I just, I can't wait to play it. But that's a testament to how busy we've been this week. Yeah. Like, over the last two well, weeks. I, I say that um, I finished Spider-Man last night on the PS4 yes I saw you tweeting about I, it I, I won't go into spoiler territory for obvious reasons mm-hmm. in case somebody is playing it right now because yeah. it's still relatively fresh um, and, and again this is a testament to again 
with me working full time and me uh, just, you know, being a daddy and stuff mm. and, you know, obviously babies take priorities. But I remember, <laughs> you know, even three, four years ago, a game like Spider-Man, I would have banged out in the weekend, on to the next game, on to the next game. And, like, I would, I would literally go from triple-A game to triple-A game to triple-A game you know, finishing them brilliant. And it took me, I think, about four weeks to get Spider-Man done, Mm -hmm. which I think Spider-Man was the game for me. It sounds so silly, but it was the game for me that I was like, right, you obviously can't play every... Like, like, to to rewind here a wee second, I was literally that guy, and Kieran can attest this, I played everything. We even called it the 40-point-a-week habit. Yes, I played everything. If it was reviewed and it was like it was on PlayStation or Xbox, I played it. I was literally my habit used to be it used to be a really bad habit. Play a game, finish it, trade it on, get about thirty quid credit for it, pay a tenner, and that cycle every time. Yeah, just just basically chain like basically paying it forward for an hour game every single time. Um, <laughs> But again, I think Spider-Man was the realization that uh, I couldn't, I can't do that no more for obvious reasons. Um, just with work commitments, Christmas coming up, babies, and uh, things like that. And it's not that I don't want to. I just much rather spend my time with my children and my friends and my family. Yeah. And as much as I love, love my gaming, you know, my babies and my friends are going to take a priority over that. So. Yeah. Um, so the likes of the reason why I'm saying this the likes of Assassin's Creed's out at this time of recording tomorrow it's getting rave reviews and I've played every single Assassin's Creed game so I've been there for the glory days and I've been there for the dark days as well mm-hmm. and apparently this is the the piece de la resistance it's like the creme de la creme it's like the boy it's it's based on the Spartan 300 you know the movie 300 okay it's based on that and I'm not getting it. You're just, not getting it? I made it? the decision. I'm not getting it because <laughs> I loaded up, uh, I think it was the IGN video review saying a captivating 150-hour request. I just went, nope. Uh, yeah. Did you see uh, nope. J- Jim Sterling <laughs> tweeted about it? I don't know if right, you follow him. Say? I don't know if you follow I love him. He's just a satirical freaking genius. But uh, he tweeted <laughs> and says a, 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 there was a, an IGN uh, tweet that they put out right. uh, and he like highlighted a part of the tweet and it said like the game really picks up after the first 15 hours no nope. and he went <laughs> off on one being like imagine that was any other entertainment medium imagine that was like movies or something i it gets really good <laughs> after the TV first series. Uh, i oh, it gets really good after like the 18th episode it's like no one would I fucking remember. go near it Final Fantasy 13 on the PS3 and 360 was yes. the same I think as and well the worst thing I, was, I remember the days of me and you and Maplin going, I'm Mansi, after you get past the 20 hour tutorial, it's, it's class and we're yeah. like, sweet. No baller. Hey, we'll bang that out in a weekend. Yeah. No, <laughs> no you're just like. Speaking of that, all right? <laughs> and this is the thing that, that, you know, obviously, you know, we're both kind of settling down and we're, we're focused on many things and not just gaming. So for me now, games is something that I do. Not, I think I talk about them more than I play them, but at the same time, oh, I, the stuff I that I play, I, I watch more. Yeah, yeah, like you, you consume the media more than actually like 
yeah. play the games but the thing is though is that yeah. i feel like the time that i spend playing is more concentrated and it's more discovery oriented so like with a collection yeah. upstairs i'll go upstairs pick something go downstairs play it for a while and then after like 10 10 minutes i'll make a decision and i'll be like do i want to play yeah. this no right out not worth my time something else and you know what i mean and you move yeah. through it but uh the the whole thing that you're saying about like assassin's creed taking like 150 hours blah 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 blah, blah. like i have a game like that at the moment i'm playing and again nobody spoiler me at all i'm trying to stay spoiler free this is probably an invite now though i'm playing persona 5 and i have i'll tell you a story about performance 5 after you tell your thing yeah and i have been playing it for the last two months three months maybe probably even a bit longer uh i think i'm not sure but i i play it like once every two weeks for like a few hours do you know what i mean like an hour or two and i think i've only put like 30 hours on it but I'm still getting tutorials. Yeah. And now the game is uh, unbelievable. Like I can already tell you 10 out of 10, as long as it keeps doing what it's doing, yeah. it doesn't have to win me over any anymore. It's just yeah. 10 out of 10, but I'm still getting tutorials that long. In, and I think that the game wasn't made for me. It wasn't made for someone who yeah. plays it for two or three hours. I think it was made for someone that will do them 30 hours, three yeah. days after the game came out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you and were I saying about Persona. Um, I, 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 it was the exact same thing with Persona. I mean, again, <clears throat> Persona, I think it came out March time or February. I will double Again, that. absolutely, absolutely loved it. Like, everything from its art style to the music, everything about it was just, it just oozed class. It was just, you know, it was such a, you know, you can tell the development team put so much care and thought and everything on that. And it's, wow. It, it is a classic. Uh, people, people talk about, like the Skaya games and Final Fantasy games, that Persona 5 will be, they still talk about Persona 4, and Persona 5 in five years' time will be still talked about. However, S- September like 2016, yourself, I, sorry. September 2016. There you go. There you go. Two years. Um, I I literally got, think about yourself, the 30-hour mark, and I was just like, and there was, it wasn't even still tutorials of Barmy. It was like there was nights I was sitting playing it, and I was just reading text for about three hours. Mm. I was just like, when's the story going to move forward? And not to say the story was a bad story, but when your gaming time is so limited, they like two or three hours a night, you, you want to actually play something that other than just press X. Yeah. So, again, it's like, unfortunately, sir, it's... Uh, that's life the game it's just they're not made for us anymore are they no and maybe maybe this is why the Fortnites and the fifas and the call of duties are so so popular because a lot of people are on the same boat as us where they just want to play something quick for an hour yeah you want something bite-sized fast food no turn yeah. on play a game yeah. head on no go up a town do your shopping come back yeah. play a game yeah, it needs to fit around you rather than you bending and, and paying that, you know, that really expensive toll in order to play it. Yeah. But, but we'll move on me, anyway. Back to my point. Yes. Actually, oh, no, yes. Before we move on, I ha- uh, but back to my point about Spider-Man. I, yes. I did tweet about this, so anybody see me tweet, you're going to go and know where I'm going. But I just have to say, I purchased Spider-Man day one when it came out because... <clears throat> Uh, I really loved um, Spider-Man Homecoming. I loved the the Marvel movies and Final War. Loved all that there, and I thought, you know what, I'll give this a go because, you know, you know, I like a look at it. And uh, I, pur- I purchased a kind of thing, and this will just be, how is it? Just like El Generico Spider-Man game, you know? Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be Spider-Man. Kind of like a, 
Like a GTA yeah, for clone? Yeah, a couple hours and then... Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I wasn't expecting the story. Like, like I don't want to... Again, I don't want to go into the story. Yeah, I still uh, spoilers, it, so. but Jeez. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'll end it to you next time you're up. Fuck me. The game grabs you straight away, and I could not put it down. I really couldn't put it down. And, like, oh, my God. I mean... It, like, we, we... Like... Growing up with video games, like when, when when was the last good comic video game game that you played, like comic wise? I don't think there was one. Gee, I bar Batman Arkham. I I, I had a I had a, a controversial opinion about this before, and it was that the best comic book game that I had ever played was a Lego game. It was Lego Marvel yeah. Superheroes because yeah. it was the best exactly. Iron Man experience I've ever had. No other one, and that's yeah. a stretch. No other yeah. comic book game is is worth their salt for me at all. None that come to mind. Anyway. I think this has set a benchmark now for like developers and people are going to look at this and go, you know, I think this is a catalyst now for video game. Like you look at Disney and Marvel have done to the Marvel Universe in terms of this, you know, the cinema and how good they are. Mm. I think this is the start of it now to where, you know, it's really going to up their game. Like, really going to, you know, developers are really going to up their game. Well, I think they've been guilty before in the past going, people will buy it because it's Superman or Batman or whatever. You know, <clears throat> you look at the success, the critical acclaim, and my God, the story was phenomenal. So all in all, a really, really good. Um, I have nothing to play now. Hmm. So if anybody has any suggestions, let me know, or there, I'm going to end up playing Call of Duty. <laughs> well, there was a fantastic, you know, game that came out this week after eight years, and you know, of people waiting. So the only problem there is I haven't played the previous ten. Fuck, ah, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a that's a big that's a big ask. <laughs> Here's one so I, I haven't played. I haven't played seven. So there's that. Oh, you don't say seven. No, I haven't played seven. Is that the one? Is that the one that's like you're not a meta player? Is it? No, is no, I, I, I don't know. It's on the PS One, but it's fucking dead expensive. So I just didn't play it. But oh. I played one through six, and, and then, I played. I, I probably oh. should play seven now because I've got the two collections. Yeah. So there's like all ten. I'm actually surprised you didn't buy it on the Switch. Uh, what's worse, all right? It actually has. A, sorry, I'm gonna get fucking annoyed here now, all right? Because I've been bitching about this all week. <laughs> It came with <laughs> fucking Amiibo, all right? There's yeah, a new Mega that's Man exactly Amiibo. why I thought you were going to get it. And it's in a fucking box set, and it's all lovely looking, and it's just, oh, I needed in my life, and locked online on launch day, thinking, happy days, head down the town, and the, you know, whatever shop I can find and just buy it. It's a fucking US GameStop exclusive. Oh, no. What? You know what you're going to have to do there, though? Pay out the ass for the Amiibo. That's this is gold Mega Man all over again. You're gonna have to get on that Reddit brawler. Fuck, I know and start. <laughs> I know fucking. Oh, have have Mega Man O O B. Gold, uh, gold Mario we NIB. What, what, we should explain. <laughs> we should explain. I'll, I'll let you. Jesus. Um. So basically, during the whole amiibo. Go on, actually, where you have your clicky buttons there. Yeah. Check the launch date of the first, like, Amiibo, like the Mario Amiibo or the Peach Amiibo or... Well, I think it was, like, three or four years ago now. It's going to press me now. Uh, yeah, here you go. 10th of June, 2014. 2014, so four eight and years half, ago. Four and a half, well, well, four and a half years. So the Amiibo story, and this will actually bleed on beautifully to this week's conversation, by the way. Um, yes. <laughs> so... 
what happened with Amiibos when they first came out is that I was all over it. I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, I, I, I saw let them consume me. It's just like, and my, my my amazing wife that Christmas got me like every Amiibo available at the time. Yeah, you like had a complete Amiibos. set back at the yeah, start, and like she did it in a big question block and it was just classical and I was just and I was just like oh my god and I was just like this is so amazing and I literally opened them all and uh, put them all in display and my collection grew and grew and grew and then you never really had the bug until your birthday yeah this, this is, is the thing I, and then this is when I purchased you for your birthday because I know I, I just turned and said, oh, here for your birthday, I pre-ordered you the Mega Man Amiibo. And you're just like, okay. Yeah, that's but a nice token know. gesture because you know I like Mega you're, Man and I love Mega Man stuff. You're like, and... you, you didn't know at the time. And then you got you got your Mega Man Amiibo and then it was like super, it turned out it happened by pure coincidence. I never knew this was going to happen, but it turned out at the time that Mega Man was super rare. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's what got you. I think that started the itch for you. Like, oh my god, I already have a rare amiibo. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what started the itch for you. Then you're just like, oh my god. And then the hunt began. Lightning struck and twice. That was the thing. Yeah. Because I went then and the town, and I thought I'll buy one. I'll buy a few and see. And I went down and bought a Wii Fit trainer because I saw there was one Wii Fit trainer out in game behind the counter, and I was uh-huh. like, go and give me that one. Because, you know, oh, it's funny because there's Peaches and Donkey Kongs and Mario's around. I was like, wouldn't it be funny to have a Wii Fit Trainer one? Like, how weird is it that Wii Fit Trainer has a figure? And then I got home and locked it up. And I was like, I wonder what other Amiibos are out. And people are like, oh, man, Wii Fit Trainer is so fucking hard to get. Oh, my God. I was just like, Jesus. (laughs) Fucking two. And then that was it. And then, um, I I mean, this this greatly benefited me and you. I was like the inside guy. I was... The manager of oh. the store, so anything, any deliveries that come on, I mean, and fucking, you know, Joe Bloggs, the consumer, probably hates me for, <laughs> for, for telling the story now, but I had first dubs and all that shit. <laughs> do, you remember, like, nope, do you remember Club <laughs> Nintendo? Oh, we Jesus, were oh, Jesus. rich, we were filthy stinking <laughs> rich, we had stars coming out of our fucking eyes, we had <laughs> coins coming out of our ears. <laughs> I, I will tell a story, I, <laughs> the, when I worked in there before I got the manager's job, the the old manager uh, came up to me one day and said, do you do Club Nintendo? I said, I haven't done Club Nintendo for a while. Now, Club Nintendo was when you purchased a game. You got like a code inside the box, and the code was worth like what ten points, uh, something like that there. And then points meant prizes. But again, the stuff was very rare to get. I mean, you can get like a cold, a gold Luigi coin that was um, like two hundred points. But anyway, the manager at the time came up to me and said, "Do you do Club Nintendo?" So I haven't done Club Nintendo in a long, long time. And he's all here, and he handed me no joke. He must have handed me about. 5,000 Club Nintendo points. He said, just work away. <laughs> that Oop. was it. But... Oh, I, saw, I, saw, I thought you were ringing me there again. I just had a wee tone on my phone. Yeah. So he literally handed me about 5,000 points and then the ultimate first word problem. So you sat for hours redeeming and then any duplicates, I was all here, you have these. So we like you were able to get two Club Luigi coins, weren't you? Or something yeah. like that. Those two, two Club so, Luigi coins, like a book... And like a DS holder and like just random shite. But so, it was all free. Again, for, 
<laughs> so, so fucking free because that was one of the good things he did for me. He just gave me it again. Like, it was all stuff that was to be banned, so he was all, you might as well just have it. So yeah. it was good of him. Um, <laughs> but the, the form back to the Amiibos. Yes. Um, so we, I basically had first dibs. And I remember, do you remember Rosalina? Oh, uh, my I think you goodness. Should put up on, uh, I will put definitely up image, put up an image of Rosalina. Uh, I love that image. Fuck, it was hard to find. Was the was the fucking? You just couldn't get her. You just couldn't get her. And uh, I remember one day I was doing a delivery just randomly one day, and I I opened the box and she was just sitting there, and I actually was all, <gasps> and then <laughs> now Rosalina, now Rosalina for context looks like uh, Elsa <laughs> from. <laughs> From Frozen, it's true. I think yeah. People look like I'm saying, why you get excited about a Frozen figure? Uh, fucking Elsa. Like, no, it's not Frozen. It's, it's Elsa. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not already. It's fucking Rosalina. <laughs> um, but uh, um, how do we go on the amiibos? I can't even remember. But uh, yes, Mega Man. So, where I'm wondering, will the itch come back with Smash Brothers when well, they release the new amiibos? Well, this is the thing that. Will be- Will we go down that? Oh, so we're explain, explaining NAB. That's what it was. Yes. So, <laughs> sorry. The Amiibos, they're so rare. And they, like there was uh, Walmart exclusives. Like, well, I think Walmart were doing the, the Silver Mario and the Gold Mario. Gold Mario and Silver, uh, yeah. You could only get them in uh, America. But obviously over here, we had things like Marf Amiibo, Rosalina Amiibo, uh, We Fat Trainer, Villager as well was another rare one. Yeah, uh, and Meta Knight. We were obviously we were a Meta Knight as well. So we're basically trading these, like it was almost like using it as currency. Yeah, you, know, you could buy a gold Mario for like five hundred quid, or you could just swap a Marth Amiibo. Yeah, which we <laughs> so, could find if you if you really looked. Yeah, I think the way and, I got uh, mine was I went onto a toy store and found a NES amiibo, and that was yeah. how I got my gold Mario. So uh, it turns out then that uh, I got my gold Mario, I so did you, and uh, I, I just couldn't open it then because I knew how rare it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, like, like I'll never sell, but I think I think it's just stay in its box. I really, I really think I should, but. Um, just I fucking love amiibos and I just know I'm going to fall into the the, the trap you know, come Christmas I'm going to fall into the trap again I I um, have I am I have still push or I'm still pushing for a complete set like I, you've seen the fucking oh, cabinets I, do you know what I, I mean I, I've I've given up the ghost not full set because I, I just I don't think it's attainable for I, me <laughs> I just, think I'm like 10 away oh really I, I'm not that far off and I think I've only got like 10 to get the have you pre-ordered the new ones? The, you know, the ones that are coming out now at Christmas. You know, the Wolf one, and I don't even know the other ones that are. There's there's three new ones at the launch of the new Smash Brothers. Yeah, there's the Wolf one. There's Ridley, and there's uh, another one as well. I can't remember, but yeah, I have a pre-order yeah. on. Um, oh, you I, have them all on as well. I'm not sure how valid the pre-order is going to be because it's one of them. Yeah, you know, we don't take any money, but uh, it's your pre-order. Right. So we'll we'll see, but uh, right. the the other ones, the ones that I'm having real trouble with at the moment, are the new no, of the Zelda ones. 
right. not the Breath of the Wild ones, like the 30th anniversary or 20th anniversary, whatever ones. No, like yep. Ocarina of Time Link, Majora's Mask Link. Also, I have wild trouble with those because they're still like 40 and 50 quid. So I'm just waiting for reprints. But as with anything, just to close out the Amiibo topic, as with anything, patience is key. The more patient uh-huh. you are, you will find them. Like, you know, yep. it was like, I think I completed my set. I, every Amiibo in my set, like, and I've hun- like 120 odd, 130, 10 off a complete set. And I yeah. haven't paid more than 20 quid for a single one. That's good. Because that's good. you just... Like, yeah, I remember, that's you always my, remember you had the £20 roll. That was my hang. If it's more than that, I'm not doing it. And that's, you know... I'll, I'll, I called on a few Christmases and birthdays and stuff as well to try and get a few of the more expensive yeah. ones. You know, got people to pitch together. But, uh, yeah. you know, patience is virtue. But, but as you said earlier... You, uh, hmm? I'm sorry, before we go on, uh, you good buyer's advice for Amiibos as well, folks. Uh, anybody who does collect Amiibos, you made a good... Very good point there a couple of weeks ago when you were up in Derry. Anybody who is on the Amiibo train, uh, Poundland, are selling the Animal Crossing Amiibos now for literally a pound. Yep. You buy them before Animal Crossing comes out on the Switch because you just know they're going to rise in prices. Yep. I, I bought all mine. I think I got some of mine for two and three pound a piece because you got to buy stuff. Anything, even game yeah. collecting, anything, you got to buy stuff. When nobody wants it, when you when people yeah. will make fun of you for buying it, or what are you collecting three sixty four? What are you buying amiibo for? Sure, they're done. They're not cool anymore. Like if it's yeah. if it's something like amiibo or games or something like that, it will come back around. Nostalgia will kick in, or a new game will come out, or you know what I mean. Yeah. And you want to be the guy that bought them all back whenever they were a pound. You don't want to be the person yeah. who's fighting to buy them for fifty pound. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly, and. Last thing I want to advise, uh, say before we go on to the middle of the thing, I promise we'll get there hmm. eventually. Um, I'm pissed off this week, Kieran. Oh, go for it. I'm pissed off at a company called Hori and oh. a company called Amazon. Hori and Amazon? So I'll tell you, I'll tell you my tale. So uh, about a month ago, I, put down, I actually pre-ordered it because I thought, you know what? I think these might be hard to get. I think they might be rare. Okay. So as all right, I'll, I'll put down a pre-order and I'll pay for it in advance and all that. Carry on. Hori, and they were out in Japan, uh, but apparently they were having TV issues at the start. Was a Joy-Con with a D-pad on it? Yes. Uh, and they were like 25 quid. And I was all right. <clears throat> I want one of these because I, I just have the standard uh, Joy-Con, even though I've modded mine before in the past. Hence why it's a wonderful thing, but I should have put a D-pad on it. But I just, I thought I could buy an R shell for twenty five quid, or I can just buy an R Joy-Con and have the D-pad on it for twenty five quid. So I thought, Stop Joy-Con twenty five quid. Yeah. It, was, it was a Mario edition one. I'll give Kieran image so he can put it on the YouTube channel. Yeah, twenty five quid as I brought buzzing, and I actually found myself knowing that this was coming. It was actually released today. Uh, I actually found myself with 2D platformers like Sonic Mania and Street Fighter. I know that's a 2D fighter, sorry. Yeah. Any t- basically 2D AS game, I found myself not playing it, waiting for the D pad. I was like, not enjoy it more because I play 90% of my Switch time handheld. Yeah. So I was all, I'll really get the, the benefit of it. And I know, again, it's an ultimate first world problem. Just use your pro controller, you know. Yeah. But, again, but when, when you're, you're playing, playing handheld. handheld yeah. You, you want you know you want the you want the screen close to you and you want the, the D pad and all that kind of. So 
video reviews came out this week uh, across all various YouTubers that I follow. Uh, They're all raving about it, just saying it's a great little device. Highly recommend it for the price. I was like, can't wait, can't wait. And basically, the, the biggest complaint was that it was like, it does what it does. You know, it's a D-pad, but it works. That's all, that's all exactly what I want. So, brilliant, brilliant. I was on work today, and I checked last night Amazon, and the order hadn't been dispatched yet. But I checked the order status, and it said, your order will be with you by 8 p.m. tomorrow. And uh, that was all right, brilliant. All right. Uh, so, text the wife today, because we ordered it from her account. And I was all, has that been dispatched yet? Or sorry, I'm a liar. I said, is there any post? And she was all, no, none yet. And I was like, go and check your emails to see if that's been dispatched. Yeah. And uh, she sends me a screenshot two minutes later saying, uh, uh, Mr. Ferry, uh, due to a supplier shortage, uh, this product has been delayed until December. Nah. Like, I was just like, what? I was just like, I was just so pissed off. Like, obviously, Amazon must have knew about this. You know, a couple of weeks probably, like on the release day, on the release day. And the worst thing about it is, you know, <laughs> I've seen them in all our stores. I could have just puck it up on our store or whatever. And now, lo and behold, they're not there. Yeah. So it's just, it's just it's just frustrating. They find out on the day of release day, it's been delayed until December, and it's not because it, it just shortages don't take the pre-order off me if you can't fulfill the stock requirements don't so amazon's at fault there how is at fault for not manufacturing enough and it's just my whole gripe with and, and nintendo's the biggest gripe that does this the most is you know they, they make these things super rare to get they drum up more hype and not it's just it just frustrates the life of me you know the only people who did this whole toys life thing Right was fucking Activision. They flooded the market with fucking Skylander figures. Yeah, like if was, you wanted one, you got one. It was shit for the people that were trying to make them, but it was great for the people that wanted to buy them. Yeah. So I'm I'm a big believer if you're going to make something, make enough to make demand. Mm-hmm. And I don't think every Tom, Dick, and Harry is going to want a D-pad for their fucking Switch. You know what I mean? So I think I'm fairly in the niche. So how many did they actually fucking make? You know what I mean? By the sounds of so, it, not many. So, and I would just fall back to my, my whole car thing there. I still haven't got a car. The car that I was after was called a Dacia Access. The first sales broker I went to turned and told me, oh, you'll not get it day by January, February. I was like, what? And they all they do this deliberately to get you in the door. And I thought he was bullshitting me. Uh, rang up a few other, you know, dealers throughout Northern Ireland. And it turns out it's March. So I contacted them directly, saying, oh, listen, why is March? And they've read the message, and they just didn't reply. I was just like, oh, my God. Frustrating. I'm just ranting now, so apologies. So. Yeah. No, it happens. <laughs> it happens. And uh, and it's, it is really annoying whenever you're waiting on something, and then, you know, you get caught up with the, the entire Amiibo fucking craze is built off yeah. the back of it. Like, it's just, speaking of Amiibo, Kieran. Yes. Uh, what is this week's topic? This week's topic, I'm got so glad you asked. This week's topic ties great into the Amiibo, and it is the close of the, I'm not sure what generation it is, but the PS3 and the Xbox 360 generation, it is the close or the transition of that generation. It's the Wii U, and the, depending on who you talk to now, with hindsight, 
but probably everybody agrees, bit of a failure on Nintendo's part. But the Wii U, my goodness, we're going to go, we're going to have a retrospective on it. But before we get on to have our retrospective on the Wii U, I got to mention the Anchor app. Because what I said I was going to do it at the start, but we went on a 30-minute tangent. <laughs> <laughs> the longest introduction longest ever. Intro, right. That's this is the longest intro, thirty minute intro. But the anchor app is where you, you can submit questions to us. We can listen to those questions. We can use those questions. They answered them here on the podcast. You yourself can appear on the podcast like some people in our previous episodes. They ask us questions. So Yes, subscribe on whatever platform. We are on, I think, nine different platforms at the moment, so we're pretty easy to find, and we're on YouTube. But if you want to submit a question, you can do so via text comment. But the preferred way for the podcast is to submit your questions through the Anchor app. So now that that's out of the way, let's move on to the Wii U. So you had a Wii U. I think you had one before me. I uh, I will tell you the story. Okay. Um, I got my Wii U, and the Wii U for me was the first console, uh, Nintendo console that I didn't buy at launch. Mm. Uh, obviously, N sixty four was Santa got my dad in the thing. I was like, Daddy was very good to me. Um, but you know, as adult me who had his own disposable income, it was the first Nintendo product that I didn't buy day one. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was I was torn for a while, but at the time I remember the launch vividly because I, it was my first console launch in game. Uh, and I remember the launch was with a, there was Mario U and there was Zombie U. Yeah. Uh, Zombie U was basically like a zombie game where you had it was a close concept where you had a map on the controller. And, um, and Mario was just a Mario game. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's just a DS I, I just, Mario just, for your fucking TV. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I, I just I decided not to get it because I was kind of like, you know what? I don't like it. I don't like the concept of it, but it's Nintendo. But I'm going to... I was literally the on-the-fence guy. I will wait and see. I will be on the fence. And I had no intention of purchasing one for a long time because I was kind of like... I said to myself, I'll wait for a Zelda game, or I'll wait for that big game. And uh, a few people I know were messaging me saying, I got this, and it's really cool, the concept's really cool. But again, I I just thought it was gimmicky, and I thought it would fizzle out eventually, you know, the big tablet controller that's the equivalent of a Fisher-Price controller. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be really controversial. I'm just going to get it right under the meat list now, and I'm going to be... I know, again, it largely depends on who you ask, but let's call a spade a spade. The console itself was a piece of shit. Yes, it was a clunky, uncomfortable mess. It was a piece of shit. That controller, from a development standpoint, I mean... It was so uncomfortable. You couldn't you couldn't play a game for that for like three hours. You couldn't hand that to the kid with a fear of they're going to break it. You couldn't you couldn't use two tablets. It was just it was a very I can understand their thinking. They're obviously they thought we want to get the DS in your home. Yeah. Um. But it just it just didn't work. It just it really didn't work. I mean, it was just it was something that I mentioned there a fortnight ago. The PS3 was the underdog. You couldn't even risk for this thing. It was just fucking. You handed it to somebody. The battery life in the tablet controller was like an hour. Yeah. So you're sitting there during long play sessions, plugged that, sitting beside your plug socket. 
Yeah, with a separate you know, wall work plug. It wasn't even like a yeah. USB charge thing. Exactly. And then, you know, the whole idea is, oh, I can play this when the missus is watching TV. So I did that. But the volume on the, the tablet was shit. The resolution was shit. It was the colors were all blurred. Some games didn't even support tablet mode. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was just, it wasn't a very good console. No, on a hardware level, it was just horrible. Um, and it's, it's it's the biggest shame, you know, that it's it was, it was Iwata's last console. I mean, it's just such a shame. Um, um. And you had to take the rough of this move. I appreciate that. But um, and if it wasn't for the Wii U, we wouldn't have the Switch now. But that's a different co- subject for a different time. But in, in terms of a software side, I mean, the games on it are all fucking brilliant. If you've never buy, played them before, just buy a Switch. You'll play them all uh, now. They're all getting <laughs> fucking re-released now, which is, yeah. you know, um, it's a bit crazy. And, I, and I, I think that just goes to show, you know, that, you know, Nintendo you know, they, they knew themselves and that's why they thought, right, well, these games didn't sell on this platform, so let's move into this platform and basically either break even on them or make our money back. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just don't even know where to begin, but we'll begin at the beginning. I got my Wii U in the most dodgiest transaction of all time. <laughs> um, back alley Nintendo deals? Not, not even that. I'll tell you what happened. And this is the god honest truth. Um, when I started the game, I worked my way up to manager. Yeah. But when the Wii U came out, I was just like a sales assistant on a temporary Christmas contract. And my whole priority at the time was <clears throat> I took a gamble. I left a a, a permanent job in in Maplin, uh, but because because I was only literally working sixteen hours a week, and I was a contract at sixteen hours a week, but. You know, I, I wanted to earn more money. So I was given this whole carrot and stick where you, if you perform, you'll get 40 hours a week. If you perform, you'll get kept on after Christmas and who knows what will happen. Yeah. So um, if you've ever worked with me, like you have, you know how target-driven I am, how, you know, once I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone. And I'm still like that to this day. So I remember getting on there and I was all right, head down bust my ass, kick ass, and I'm working in an environment where it's something I love, so I knew I was going to do well. And I think I got kept on after Christmas, and I think it was around March time, a guy came in. Uh, he was a regular customer. Uh, and he was just chatting away to me, and he was all, listen, I'm training on my Wii U Premium. That's, again, that's how fucked up this console was. It had two separate SKUs. It had a white one, which had virtually no memory and a black one that had virtually no memory uh that was a bad joke by the way um hey. so i'm training this on and i'm training them with you know the two launch games a pro controller uh this case all this shit and it worked out that he was going to he was only getting like 120 quid credit for it or something like that yeah, uh, and he was all, is that all? That's all I was all, well, what's, what's you going to sell that for now? And uh, I was just honest with him, I was like, we'll sell that game, we'll sell it now for like 250 And uh, the manager at the time was standing there, um, he just said, he just said, well, why don't you just sell to Daniel, because he's the biggest fucking Nintendo fanboy I've ever met. And he's all, do you want to buy it off me? And I just looked at the manager, so can I do that? Yeah. And he's all, if you want to make a deal after work, you know, if he says no, no, he's all, 
nothing to do with me. I have about five of them out there and they're not selling anyway. So if you just want to make a deal after work, that's grand. So I kind of laughed it off and I didn't really say anything because again, aye, you're, you know, I can't aye, you're trying to find say the customer. You know, you know, I don't want really to stand at a hotel with a customer and pull out my wallet. But the guy, he said, I'm on over here. <laughs> and uh, I was like, no, ha, ha, ha. No, he goes, oh, I'll just leave it then. And he left the shop. And uh, that was grand. And uh, the manager, I nearly said his name, was on to me for the rest of the day. So you should have talked as you should have gone out. And I was like, no, it's dodgy. Uh, not a dodgy guy by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. So I left work for that day. And as I was leaving work, the guy was standing outside with the bag. He's like, do you want to buy this off me now or what then? And I was like, oh no, man, you trade it on, you get, you get, you know, you get a, like 120 quid credit or, or cash up there, blah, blah, mm. blah. Or, and he's all, like, listen, I know much you love Nintendo. Give me 100 quid for it and shut up. Aye. And that was that. So I literally gave him 100 quid and walked away with Wii U. And I walked away with a Wii U and it was a fucking. The, bl- the this console one? at the time was, and and it just shows you how much this console had deteriorated so that quickly. This hundred quid, like if you got a PS4 for a hundred quid six months after it came out, you'd be like, you got a fucking steal there. Oh, this shows you how quickly this console deteriorated. You know that this guy was happy after spending three to four hundred pounds six months prior to take a hundred quid for an, an extra controller, the con- the premium console, the Mario game. And the zombie U game. It's yeah. fucking madness. It's madness. Um, but from having it then, I think it very quickly became my Smash Brothers machine. Yeah. That was kind of the most <laughs> and that's popular what, game in your eyes for, for the Wii U. Uh, oh, for like fucking two, three years. That's all, all I played was fucking Smash Brothers. <laughs> and that's where my love for Smash Brothers really, really began. I mean, I played previous Smash Brothers before then. But um, like, I, I get. I think it's largely because my younger brother Shane. Like, that's all we did. Hmm. Anytime we were together, we just played Smash, and he used to kick my ass for fucking months. For like seven, eight months, he kicked my ass hard, and he did not go easy on me. And then he probably get me back for all that time with Mario Strikers when I used to destroy him. And then one day I bit him, and then that's that what was it. I, I, oh, that was that then. That was just me hooked. I was just hooked i was just so hooked um but what's your way you tell i don't even think you brought one at lunch no i didn't buy one at lunch um do you want to know the the uh, a, a weird different story for how much i'm in the games there's only been one console i've ever bought at lunch and that was the switch off you I've never bought oh, I just... I, I, i've never bought any other console at lunch i always wait and see I'm 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 always well cautious about any like hardware purchases, and that's why I always have that rule. Whenever the value of the games I want to play is worth more than the console, so like if I only yeah. want to play two games, I'll not buy the console. But if I want to play five games and the console is two hundred and fifty pound, well now I want to play three hundred quid's worth of games on a two hundred and fifty quid console. I can justify that. Yeah. So yeah, with me, I waited and waited and waited, and for me, I couldn't find enough games on it that I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. then games started getting cheaper because they were pre-owned, which meant the value of the games that I wanted to play was getting less. And I was just like, what the fuck's going on here? This is terrible. So I I walked on the game. And again, I wasn't intending on buying a Wii U at all. I think I was just kind of like out and about. And I was like contemplating. I think I had just gotten paid or I'd saved up enough to buy something. And I was like, I'm going to go out and get something. 
and I want to eat like some games or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I went in the game and the Wii U had just had an official price drop because right. it was in 2014 and I was following this. And at the start of the year, uh, Nintendo came out. Now, the console was two years old at this stage and they had came right. out and they says, right, this is what we're going to do in 2014. Our, we're, we're projecting... Uh, 9 million sales, 9 million console sales in 2014. And everybody was like, fucking bollocks, unless you have a secret Wii U console we haven't heard of, you're not selling 9 million of them things. <laughs> I'm surprised you can fucking produce 9 million of them things. So it was like, right, okay, okay, okay. And I looked at it and I was like, there's no way you're going to get that. I'll happily buy this thing in a boot sale in 10 years. It's okay. Yeah. And then they announced we're going to bring out a Zelda game and it was like, all right, fine. You might have, you might have high, you won't have 9 million, but you might have high. And then they went, oh, it's a wind waker. And I was like, all right, fucking have one waker. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I really got it. And I was like, I really wanted a new Zelda game. And even if it was something like the DS versions, like spirit tracks or something like that you know that took advantage of the two screens like give me a, a, yeah. a sequel to spirit tracks or something which is the in the wind waker universe kind of yeah. like uh, it's probably as there isn't people can consult i can hear all the hyrule historias flipping now they they point out how wrong i am <laughs> but it's I, anyways long story short i went on the game and due to the fact that the that Wind Waker HD had come out and not performed as well, and Nintendo weren't selling as many consoles as they had thought because nine million was ridiculous, they done a price drop yeah. and they done a limited edition uh, Pro Wii U with uh, yeah. Wind Waker HD bundled. And uh-huh. game because the way because retailers were setting their own prices as well for the Wii U. Um, game we're doing a bundle where it was like you can get the zelda wii u the the limited edition zelda wii u with any new game for like a pretty reasonable like 230 quid or something like a pretty reasonable yeah. amount of money and i looked over and i know there was the display brand new new releases blah 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 super mario 3d land and I was like, oh, a 3D uh-huh. Mario game? Great, here's a, a a Zelda game I've already played. All right, fine. And then there's a 3D Mario game. Great, 3D Mario games are usually pretty safe. You know, it's a pretty safe bet. I'll take that with me. Yeah. So I went uh-huh. up and bought it and went home and plugged on and played a Mario game. And I was like, fuck me. Like, I, I hate saying this about a Mario game, but Jesus, that was really, really boring. And I think It was so easy that- until the end. And then it just fucking like- punished me. You, you go from Mario Galaxy to Mario 3D World, and I know probably people listen to Mario 3D World was excellent, but when you go from the caliber of a Mario Galaxy or even a Mario Galaxy 2 to the Mario 3D World, you're just like, what? And I, I, I think, I, I honestly believe is that Nintendo were rushing these games out. Nintendo were rushing these games out because... Like, that Zelda, which turned out to be Breath of the Wild, which never came out until the final... I think it was the final game for... for the, um, the, the Wii U. Yeah, um, I, I nearly say it so was one of the last why, ones. That's why, like, they did a HD remaster, or well, a remaster, they did a HD port of One Waker, and then they did Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, I, again, I think that was to keep the audience, you know, try, trying to play the games. And I think the biggest thing and that killed the Wii U was the lack of games. I mean, like, even from a first-party perspective, I mean, I remember, like, I don't know if you ever recall this, but when their Switch was being released, you know, and press packs were going out, they, all the big, you know, YouTubers and stuff, there was a letter from all of them, you know, in all of them from Reggie Fizeme and Shigeru Miyamoto, basically saying, you know, we've learned from our mistakes, our biggest priority with this console is accessibility, uh, premium feel, and, you know, basically having software for it. I mean, you look now, every month, there's like there, there's a big game. Yeah, there's something like, there's, to look forward to. Every single month, there's right, bang, 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 yeah. bang. Yeah, indie game, like big game, sports game, fun like, game, cartoon game, kids game, adults game. There's something all the time, like every like, month, some some market is getting catered year, to. Within the first year of the Switch, you had Breath of the Wild, yeah. Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. Mario Kart, mm-hmm. uh, and that was all in one year. Normally, that's a life cycle there. Yeah, um, not to mention year, Bind of Isaac yeah. as well. Yeah. And then... Like, uh, this year alone, you have Pokemon. Yeah. You have Smash Brothers. Octopath. Um, Octopath Sonic Traveler. Mania. Sonic Mania. There's just fucking... I could go on and on. I can't even remember so games off the top of my head. So, hey! hey. Uh, like, Mario Tennis, Mario Parties out tomorrow. Uh there's so much there was just so much and then there again apparently Animal Crossing's March of next year you know I mean like the, the way you never even got an Animal Crossing game so you know yeah I, I, I the hardware set it up to fail but much like the Vita the company killed it with their lack of own support because the problem was that these third party developers EA Activision, Ubisoft, whoever, very quickly realized there's no money to be made here. But Nintendo have been in that position before with the N64 and the GameCubes, and they pumped their own games on it, and it kind of turned the titles around for for the console. I mean, you look at the DS, of, uh, the very first 3DS, sorry, when it came out. It tanked, and they had to reduce the price and release an ambassador program, but they threw their own titles at it. And got the fan base up where developers came back and go, all right, all right. And it, look at it now. Yeah. It literally prints money. They could have done the same here, but they didn't. They basically sent it out today within the first 12 months. Yeah. Because so, I, I think that, they, they were they were hoping that they would get a third-party support because that was what they focused on with the Switch, but it just yeah, wasn't there. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I've got me because I'm a sad, you know, fucker, fucker I, I've got like a list of all the games I own and I'm looking yeah. at my list of Wii U games and nearly all of them are like from the last two years of the Wii U's life cycle or the last year, maybe yeah. like there, there's not that many early ones. The only early game that I have from it is the new Super Mario Brothers U. But even then, yeah. I, I bought that way after it came out. Well, obviously I did because I got the console way after. But I got that yeah. in... Funnily enough, we'll mention it this time. I got that in the closing down sale of my old ExtraVision. So that was the last, thing, the last thing I ever bought from ExtraVision was a Wii U game. But uh, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, and yes, call the action for anybody that's this deep in the podcast. We probably you, know, you probably like the podcast. Go follow Extra Vision on Twitter and tell them that we sent you. Just just to see. Yeah. We're trying just, to get a follower, a block, or something, the, or just the, see if the, someone's the, there. They're still they're still not tweeting me back. I think it's a dormant account. You know, they haven't tweeted in a long, long time. Do and you I'm just know? hoping somebody logs on someday and sees me spamming the fuck out of them. Right. <laughs> right, let's do some maths, all right? We're gonna do some maths on the quick, all right? So that that account hasn't been touched in let's say a year. Yeah, I'll so, tell you right now. Stay there. Yeah. Stay there, I'll tell you right now. One wee second. Because I've got um, an idea. I've got an idea. Was it legal? Uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> It'll just take a long time. Extra version haven't tweeted since the 11th of May 2017. So over a year. Right. So I'm also going to do a quick Google to make sure to see. Right. This is the, the dodgiest Google, but I'll, I'll leave it, okay? Now, so they haven't tweeted in just say a year, right? That's 12 months. Okay. So, eight years, right, I think it's eight years. Twitter, or Google told me eight years, so that's another seven years. Seven years times 52, which is weeks, 364, <laughs> all right? In 364 episodes time, <laughs> if we, <laughs> on on our on our three three hundred and fucking eightieth episode, all right, in episode three eighty, market in your calendar. market in your calendars on the on the episode <laughs> number three hundred and eighty, all right. If if a Twitter account has been dormant for eight years, then its name mm-hmm. gets released back in the like <gasps> the Twitter sphere. I know what you're gonna do, and we can fucking get at Extravision. <laughs> I'm going on to my calendar right now. Right we can on, get the fucking now. the extra mission Twitter handle, and we can I have know. it as like just tweeting about the podcast all day. And Ed will ha- we'll get like <laughs> hashtag extra vision memories trending. Hashtag guess who's back? Guess who's back? <laughs> hashtag back at it again. <laughs> you should listen to this Extravision exclusive podcast oh fuck we could do that too we could like brand ourselves like Extravision branded podcast like Extravision endorsed and what well, from from the one one thousand episode we can do the podcast live in an Extravision live store from, then. we'll open an Extravision store we'll, we'll we'll make a fake Extravision and we'll we'll broadcast live for like the 500th episode from our brand new Twitter right. account and, and for legal revocations, we'll call it extraversion with an EX instead of an X. Ah, see, now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. But, so, so all, all extraversion fucking force, forceful takeovers aside, <laughs> what we'll do is we'll bring our, our Wii U discussion, uh, we'll bring it back, we'll bring it to a, a, a nice conclusion. So the Wii U eventually then went on to f- fucking tank and die, and it sold, uh, <laughs> when it did, it, it, it pittered out of the market in fucking 2017 january 2017 uh with 13 and a half million sales and that's final they're no more being made it is now done that's the amount out there in the world jesus that is not a lot 
and do you think? I mean, we're very down on this Wii U. I mean, we have the interviews. We actually love Nintendo a lot. We got heavily criticised at the start because all we talked about was Nintendo. So we've mm. deliberately left the Wii U for quite some time. But I, I, I find myself to find very little to say good about this console bar the games that did come out of it. I mean, there's some fucking excellent games now on it. On it. Um, mm. But here's a question I'll ask you, and I think I know the answer already. And I'll ask all anybody listening, how many games did you complete from start to finish on the Wii U? I completed one. Two. Two. Excellent. I'm a liar. If you count beating Master Hand... <laughs> uh, in arcade mode in Smash Brothers, you know, that 20 minute thing as completing the game. Yeah. Then I completed one game, but I did not complete a single solitary Wii U game. None. I just, the controller just, just infuriated me. And I know. I got no, the, the Pro, Pro Controller, but it wasn't, it wasn't much better. No, I know. And I, the Pro Controller just felt cheap. But you look at it now, I actually think the. The Switch Pro Controller is the best out of all three. It is my, it's it. my favorite. I think, and I said this at the time, I know Mark and Gary, but I had two theories at the time. If they released, they should have released one with a tablet, like they did, right? Here's your yeah. tablet, here's your thing, for whatever. This is for you if you really want this tablet and all this carry-on. Uh, then... Do one without the tablet. Just do one with a pro controller. So basically, just have a controller and a console and sell for like 80 quid cheaper. Yeah. And you can't say that's in the realm of impossibility. The, the GameCube, correct me if I'm wrong, launched uh, in the UK for like £140. I think even 130 If you probably could even check that for me. I, I remember it was launched stupidly cheap and it was shady because the PS2 did a price cut the week before the GameCube came out so they had to slash the price to make it competitive mm -hmm. so it wasn't within the realms of like that that was inconceivable it couldn't be done now I appreciate R&D time you know you the console was configured to work with a tablet but the console was also configured to work with a controller so mm -hmm. it's not about software you know it might have took a couple of weeks but give consumers that option um, if you're going to promote something saying this works with this tablet, but it also works with controller, give the consumer the choice to if I want to purchase the tablet or not. Let people vote with their wallets. So that's my stance. The second, and this is the biggest thing which we haven't touched on, was the name. Yes. Wii U. How did we miss that? Was, uh, we're going to have to. Go horrible. Horrible name. Uh, I remember, again, working in a retail environment, trying to get pre-orders for it. Consumers didn't get it. They didn't, like, is it, is it like an add-on for their Wii? Is it like, is it a new, they didn't know, they, they didn't think it was a new console because it was a black, shiny console and there was a black, shiny Wii out. And the worst uh, thing was, it, like, I mean, they'd done a re-release of the Wii near the end of its life cycle, yeah. and all the marketing material and all the TV ads had the Wii, lying, like the normal Wii, lying on its side. So when the Wii U came yeah. out, it looked like exactly the same. I knew people yeah. that came into the store that thought that the Wii U was a tablet add-on for the Wii. Yeah, people people didn't realize it was a brand new console, a brand new, and like I, I remember like 
customers coming in and me basically having to educate them. So much so, and it was the first time in a long time it happened, we actually got Nintendo had to send out, like, do you remember, again, ExtraVision used to have them, um, the console pods where you could play the console. Yes. Like, you like you don't get them anymore now, but they had to bring out a console pods so you can go, here, this is what it is. Uh, it's actually a new and, thing. Uh, and they, they were aware of it themselves because then they had a marketing campaign saying, what is Wii U? Yeah, and it was like the ad. This is what it is, and it was just. Oh, I think it should have been called Super Nintendo Wii. Hey, Super Nintendo Wii. It's an evolution of the Super Nintendo. Or it's an evolution no. of the Nintendo Wii, but it's called the Super Nintendo Wii. This That's what I would have called it. I love it. You know, ha- have a grey. Uh, you know, have it the. the Super Nintendo colors. Grab that nostalgia. Grab that. You know, nostalgia is a very powerful tool. Like you're tapping on the add-ons as well. I'll tell you why it's so powerful. Uh, I could go onto the PC now and illegally download a ROM and play Alex the Kid or Mario One and all that can. But I was in game last week and I was just rubbishing through games and I seen they have the Mega Drive collection released uh, on the uh, Xbox yeah, One and PS4. And I was just looking on the backs of the boxes and there's Revenge in the Shinobi, Streets of Rage, and Sonic 2, and I was just like, oh my god, I want this. I want this. And I know when it comes out on Switch, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Because I'm a sucker for nostalgia and I'll play it for like an hour and go... That's it now. And then then buy it again when the next (laughs) one comes out. So, all in all, it's (laughs) pretty much been an episode of hitting on the Wii. (laughs) So... Like, I wouldn't say, you know, I love you, Wii U. I just thought, no. Yeah, you were there, and now you're gone. Thank fuck. It, uh, and it was just a, such a shame because, you know, it left such a black mark on them as well. And I was like, oh, it was always written for Nintendo. And it was it's great now that they're back and they're fucking... Yeah, they're kicking you know, ass they're again now, again. and it's all good. But at the time, it was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. It was, it was a horrible few years for them. So hopefully it's humbled them. And again, I think this is what happens with all these big, uh, you know, it's happened to PlayStation, it's happened to Microsoft, and it's happened to Nintendo, where they get arrogant and they get incomplacent. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're on the eve of, like, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox 2 within the next probably 24 months. So it'll be, be interesting to see, because I think neither of them want to go back to where they are and they're Nintendo. Yeah. It's just going to be very, very, very interesting. Um. What what's going to happen? What's going to be the the marketing pull to get them in? And you know, it's going to be very interesting. And so that is that's a, my final thoughts. And that. that is a fantastic segue right under the end of the podcast. I had uh, I had loads of fun talking about the Wii U. It's weird talking about modern stuff. Usually I focus on a lot of older stuff, but it's pretty cool talking about modern yeah. stuff. We're going to get into even more modern stuff next next week. Actually, next week, not like fake next week, like last two weeks was next week. <laughs> actually, <laughs> next week. We, actually, we next promise. week. So, if you want to hear us next week, make sure to tune back in. Uh, make sure to get subscribed so that you hear when we do pop up a new episode. You can get subscribed on pretty much every major platform of choice, including YouTube. However, the main place where we focus our efforts on the podcast is on the Anchor app. Now, on Anchor, you can submit a question, and on that, uh, on on the podcast we will play 
your voice recording of the question and we will answer you back as thoroughly and as sullenly as we can. But I had a fantastic time this week. If you want to chat to either of us directly, you can reach me on Twitter at HarryAtomicYT. If you want to chat to Daniel on Twitter, you can reach him at... Fairyman5000. And there you are, folks. That's another one in the books. Back on now next week to talk about the latest incarnation of consoles that we currently have on the market. But for now, that's that's it for me. Thanks for listening, guys. All the best. Bye-bye.